Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. In this episode, we will be talking about Star Wars Celebration, including The Last Jedi, Rebels, and all things canon. So, enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. notice Ozzy is not here and that's because he did not he was unable to join us for Star Wars Celebration so instead I have with me Jesse Swink Jesse how are you doing I'm doing good doing good uh gl- really glad to be here sleep deprived but after a nap and a lot of coffee I am feeling better yeah um just to give a little disclaimer at the top of the show here um this is not our optimal recording situation I'm recording just with my brother's mic on my laptop in a hotel room, and there's probably a background noise and horrible audio quality, and I apologize for that. Not much I can really do. This is what happens when we record a podcast on the road. It just um, is what it is. But we're going to make the best out of it, and we're going to talk about what we've been doing this weekend, because this has been a big weekend for us. Um... We have been running all over the place like crazy in Orlando for Star Wars Celebration, going from panel to panel, covering every panel that we go to, basically. Um, so it's been insane, it's been busy, but it's been kind of some fun. What, 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 what's your experience been like here? Jesse? Uh, it's been really fun so far. Uh, I've had a lot of fun at um, the panels that I've gone to. Uh, I've gone to a lot of the smaller panels and uh, haven't really hit up a whole lot of the big ones yet. Um, uh, today are probably the two biggest. Well, actually, no, we hit up Rebels, so that was, that was pretty mm-hmm. huge, and, uh, the Disney Parks one, but I've mostly been covering the smaller stuff because I'm the nitty-gritty details guy, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's been a, been a lot of fun, a lot of, um, great people all around, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been really fun. Um, I've been kind of going to the bigger, I mean, I went to the Last Jedi panel, I went to the Rebels panel. Um, what, uh, there's, I went to the Battlefront panel, that was pretty, pretty big. Um, so yeah, there's just been tons of stuff, we've been running around, uh, shooting videos, um, live streaming, so go back and check all that out on our Facebook page, on the YouTube channel, tons of stuff up there for everyone to kind of catch up on what we've been doing this weekend. Um, but let's get started, let's start with, we're just gonna recap basically the, Main major events, major points here, what we've learned from Star Wars Celebration, all this different stuff. But we'll start with the big one, the one that everyone wants to talk about, The Last Jedi. Episode 8. Um, you were not in this panel, but you have kind of gathered all this information. I've gathered all the information. Yeah. I might have more information than you at this point. Probably. <laughs> uh, I hated I couldn't get into that panel, but they just ran out of wristbands. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, we actually, Miles, uh, myself, and my brother actually stayed overnight in line for that. And we have a crazy story, and 
about how we got into that line, but um, I'm going to leave that story to Bob on the Big Brain, or Thick Skull Big Brain podcast, so... Whatever they're calling themselves these days. <laughs> yeah, whatever they're, they're calling themselves over there. Um, but yeah, so definitely check that out. It will probably come out tomorrow when this is released. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, um, this... Um, yeah, let's talk about The Last Jedi. So... I, I'll start with the panel, because I was at the panel. You you talk yeah. about the panel. So let's start there, and then we can get into the trailer and all these different things. Yeah. Um, Alright, so the panel. The panel was great. Um, you can also go check our reaction video to that. We talked about it right after we got out, Miles and I. Um, but I will say this. Um, Josh Gad was the host, and he was really, really good. Um, he's probably the best host I've seen in any panel, honestly, so far. I mean, maybe Warwick Davis, that's a fair one, but uh, Josh got killed, in my opinion, um, for this panel. Uh, and his little bit with Daisy Ridley continued where he tries to get answers out of her, and that was great. Um, so it, it was really, really um, a good panel. And Daisy Ridley, I will say, she was amazing, and I'm loving, I said this in the reaction video as well, I'm loving that she is kind of growing into the spotlight here. Um, this is, was an unknown actress going into The Force Awakens, and now, I mean, she comes out, everyone loses their minds, and she handles it with just, she handles it perfectly, she handles it with grace, it's amazing to see. So you, um, you don't just love her because it's her? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Daisy really was great um, there there was just a lot that Mark Hamill was really good I loved his stories about um, him reading the Force Awakens script for the first time um, he talked about how he, when he was first reading it he thought that in the forest scene um, that when the lightsaber started to move that he was going to pop out and that's when he was going to show up and then he was going to get the lightsaber um, so that was really cool uh, there was just yeah, it was a, a really good panel. They were talking, and um, Daisy Ridley kind of hinted at, perfectly hinted at, that it wasn't necessarily everything she was expecting when she makes Luke, and that's what kind of what we see in the trailer. So it, it just they teased us very well. They know what they're doing, um, and it was it was interesting to compare it to the Rebels panel a little bit. Like they, all the actors in the Rebels panel were like kind of not sure what they were allowed to say and like looking over at the director like what can I say there wasn't too much of that in the last Jedi panel there was a joke here or there but they they kind of all at this point they've been in this, this news cycle for so long they know what they can and cannot say and they know how to handle all this um so that was pretty cool to see as well so yeah just tons of stuff um we got man I'm trying to think of what else there was um Let's let's just get to the trailer, because that's I'm sure what everyone really wants to talk about. Um, so, all right, you've seen the trailer how many times now, Justin? Uh, three. Three. Okay. Only so I, I was expecting a little more. No, I, <laughs> I've I, seen it twice, maybe three times. I, I didn't need to see it that much. Okay. Like, I, I I love it. Don't get me wrong, and I I will be rewatching it a good bit. But uh, I think I've absorbed all I'm going to from it so far. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what, what did you, what were your takeaways from the trailer? Um, and also, I mean, I'm sure you've read a bunch of stuff at this point. So what, what are your, what, what do you think about everything we've been learning about the last Jedi? Um, I'm really excited. I mean, obviously who is it? Yeah. Because I mean, 
I don't care who you are. You could be the biggest critic of The Force Awakens. Because there, there's a lot of those out there that just don't like it. And But this is still... This is something new. The Last Jedi is just, just makes a huge promise right out of the gate. And I think it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening shot with like the, the music and um, Ray obviously going through some rigorous training... Mm-hmm. Looks very promising. Uh, I don't want to break this down too much scene by scene because I know we've got a video coming out yep. uh, soon. I don't know when. Uh, we've got to catch up on some work when we get back to school, yeah. I think, first. But, um, yeah, then, uh, it's, I mean, it's promising some good fighting. Uh, me and Miles are speculating some social commentary within the galaxy. Not, like, actual social commentary, I hope, but, like, commentary on, like, Social classes and stuff within the galaxy, based on like some uh, some very elite people. Um, we see some pod, really cool pod racer thing looking things yeah. on the, uh, a planet called Crate, which I have learned is very mi- rich in minerals, and it looks uh, actually I've pretty much confirmed they are flying towards. I'm assuming into battle with some ATATs, which mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see what a first order ATAT looks like. Yeah. That variant. Probably not very different. Miles, our cameraman's here with us, and he, he just, like, realized that, that pr- that's probably going to look <laughs> different. So, uh, but, uh, yeah. What do, what do you it, it, I, I love the trailer. Um, yeah, this And people need to remember, now there are some people on the internet, I'm not going to name names, somebody that I specifically do not like, who is saying that the trailer, like, it doesn't show anything, and it, they're just banking on the fact that you want to see this movie already, which, I mean, number one, even if that's the case, can you blame them? Um, number two, it's a teaser trailer. They're not supposed to show you any story. And we, we've got, like, the hook. Yeah. Like, when Luke says, or when Luke asks Ray in the trailer, mm-hmm. what do you see? And she says, I see light, and I see dark. And Luke says right there, uh, and there's so much more. Yeah. Or, but there's so much more. I don't remember which. And we get yeah. some, like, a scene that's very reminiscent of a scene that we saw um, in the original Force Awakens teaser that we mm-hmm. never got any fulfillment out of. And I think that's on purpose, mm-hmm. kind of helping to build that story still, even just through trailers, which is a wonderful tactic, I think. And so... We're promised to see stuff that we haven't before because Luke is acknowledging the dark side as there and not a something to just disregard, it sounds like to me. Yeah. But, um, I, of course, I don't want to get too much into speculation on that. I'm sure there will be plenty of other time for that right now. Yeah. Later. Um, I mean, they, they are definitely leading us towards a situation because, all right, <clears throat> to me, the hook of this trailer, what's going to get you is the very end yeah. when, he's, when he's talking about how... We're the last of the Jedi, and that's going to be it. Yeah, I know one thing, and that's that the Jedi must end. Yes, exactly. Um, So that's that's what people are like, oh, wow. Um, And I think that's... We've been right. We've been talking about this for a while, that they are going to... Yeah. They're getting to a point where Luke thinks that the Jedi as a whole, like as a construct, is an outdated idea. They can't have that fanatic... Radicalism to the one side of the force anymore. Yes. They need balance. Yes, and I think th- we are leading that way. Everything we've gotten from these trailers, everything we've gotten in canon, is pointing us towards this way where they they're saying the Jedi aren't necessarily right. They might be the protagonists, but that doesn't ma- mean they're right all the time. Yeah, I mean we we're seeing this in Rebels. We're seeing this in 
this upcoming trailer. Uh, we've we're, we've seen it in several Clone other Wars. Clone Wars, yeah, uh, with the whole Mortis storyline, yeah. especially. Mm-hmm. I really encourage you to go back and watch those. Google it. Yeah, They're really great, very interesting episodes. Yeah, so th- that's where we're pointing towards, and I I love that we're gonna get. It looks like this is going to be a much kind of slower-paced movie, and I'm fine with that. It's going to be a lot of training, a lot of stuff like that, and again, fine with that, because it's going to be very story-driven. And this is something I should have mentioned, I couldn't think of it before, but I trust Ryan Johnson. And not only do I trust him as a director, because not a single, every actor was like singing his praises as a director in that panel. and But that's to, to be expected in a panel like that. But what got me and what continues to have me excited is that every single person, almost every single person, said something about his writing and about how it was beautiful writing. And I love Looper. He wrote and directed Looper. It's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, sci-fi movie, period. And I just trust his writing at this point because every single person was like, he's a great writer. And... You don't. You wouldn't think to. That's not the first thing a lot of people would mention when it comes to. The, you would think that they would focus on. He's directing the crap out of this movie, you know. Yeah. But they every everyone mentioned his writing, and I thought that that was very telling. That they really, really think this script is going to blow people away, and I'm really hoping they're right. That sounds. Yeah, I wish I was in there to yeah. have heard all that. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Um. And just because it's slow doesn't mean it's not going to have action. Think yeah. of a Western movie. Those are the slowest <laughs> movies. But they always, almost always end in a wonderful shoot-off and mm-hmm. battle. And we've seen that already. We've seen Daisy charge, or mm-hmm. I guess I should say Ray, yeah. uh, <laughs> Ray charging forward with a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. We've seen, uh, we saw an explosion that Poe's running away from. We've seen a lot of space battles, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited for. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this isn't going to be just a bland movie. It's going to be a lot of building, mm-hmm. but in a s- universe like Star Wars, there needs to be a lot of building. And yeah. I feel like that was a weaker point in The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. They didn't build a world. They were kind of relying on previous um, previous knowledge yeah. in, of the series, which is a, a viable thing with Star Wars, with as much content mm-hmm. as there is out there. Yeah. But... They, you still need to build the world. Yeah. And this trailer just put me right back in the mood of this kind of, this timeline, this period, this universe. And I was, I'm all in, man. Um, and one other thing, and this will kind of tease something we'll talk about in a little more detail a little bit later in this episode. The, um, we are going to be getting more Phasma in this movie. I really think we're going to be getting more Phasma in this movie. They did not specifically say that necessarily, but... In the Journey to the Force Awakens stuff, there's going to be a Phasma book. Um, I think there's maybe a Phasma comic, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, a short, uh, not a full series, but yeah. a short series. Is yes. So they really, they realize what, that fans wanted more Phasma and were disappointed by her in the last movie. And I think they're going to be making up for it in this movie. So if you're a Phasma fan, or at least a fan of her look... I think you'll be excited. Um, <laughs> so let's move on into Rebels. Now, we are both at this panel. Yes. 
Um, so Star Wars Rebels. All right. Um, this was a great panel. It really I really was. loved it. The, the cast was so involved. Yeah. Like, it, at one point... Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and get into this. They, yeah, go at one for point, it. they they mentioned uh, that they announced uh, Dave Filoni, the director, got up and announced that the, this was going to be the last season mm-hmm. of Rebels. And as soon as that happened, uh, several of the cast pulled out their phones to video reaction mm-hmm. to or like our reactions to that news. Um, uh, the girl that voices Sabine, I don't remember her name. News, yeah. Uh, anyway, she uh, she pulled out had to pull out tissues because she was starting to cry because she's so involved and attached mm-hmm. to this, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing for actors to be involved in this, but for voice actors in a children's TV show mm-hmm. to be so involved in this that they are going to be upset when the fourth season of a show, which yeah. isn't that long, gets is the last, then I think that's just incredible. That yeah. promises a lot. Um, I loved his statement, uh, Floney's statement, when people were like, "Ah," and he was like, look, guys, I know that this sucks, but I know what it's like to not be able to finish the yes. series. <laughs> oh, my gosh. At least he's he's able, he's going to be able to like put the bow on it that he wants to. With, yes. Well, with Clone Wars, I mean, we've kind of gotten some of his writing yeah. still. Like, they, they took the scripts from that and turned it into, like, comic series and stuff like yeah. that. But still, he didn't get to finish the series. And I know. this time, we're getting, we're getting it with the bow top and everything on yeah. it. Like, it's just going to be beautiful. I um, the one thing that, uh, that, that I really, really am kind of excited for, and it's not a, it's, this is kind of be, kind of be like a, a jab at the same time. They literally do not have time for filler next season. <laughs> they don't have time for it. So hopefully this means that we will not have as much filler as last season. Well, he did say in this this season's not going to be like any other season. This Good. is going to feel very different. And okay. you can tell that just from watching yeah. the trailer. The trailer had it such... It was a great trailer. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, all right, bold statement. <laughs> it is comparable with The Last Jedi to me. Because of its feel. Yeah. Like, it is so dark. Like, it starts with Hera. If you haven't watched it yet, you need to look it up. It starts with Hera, like, just saying, uh, this is the story of a boy who lost his way and a girl who, like... Yeah. And, and like, it going through everyone else except for her. Yeah. Like... This is the end. So it's all we know. Hera's surviving, and yes. we know Chopper. Chopper. Yeah. So Hera, Chopper, and Rex, and the Ghost. We all we know are surviving at, um, up until Rogue One, at least. Yeah. Uh, Rex, we know, is confirmed to have lived to the Battle of Endor, supposedly, mm-hmm. based on this one picture of him wearing Endor-style armor. Uh, which is a little bit of a stretch, but at the same time, <laughs> whatever. If you recognize it, you know you recognize yeah. it, but um. And it just immediately started going into, like, you were seeing fighting, and uh, it's going to be an emotional season. Yeah. And I love it. I Yeah. Sabine will probably live as well. I can see that. Okay, this is where we can get into who who can die and all that. Um, But I want to go back to that line. Yeah, go go on. Okay, because I'm, this is, because the way it's worded. Now, I don't want to, like, be like, oh, semantics and all these different... But the way it's worded, she says, this is a story about a boy who... What, what is it? 
I believe it's a boy who lost his a way. A boy who lost his way and a girl. So it's about those two. And then it goes on, and if I'm not mistaken, it talks about how the others helped them and were joined joined them. Okay. So it's all, the way it was worded made it, I was like, why is it, why are they making it so Ezra and Sabine are the main characters? That, I, get, I got that feel too because there was a long pause before they started naming everyone exactly. else. Exactly. So this makes, and they went heavy into the Mandalorian stuff in the panel where they're like, we're going to be doing all this. Sabine's going to have ton to, tons of stuff to do this season. Bringing back Bo-Katan. Yeah. The all, like, the, you're going to be introduced to new Mandalorians. There's going to be Mandalorians that you know from before, and they kind of left that open-ended. We have an idea. Um, well, actually, I think I just spoiled it. Oh, uh, whatever. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, She's a more obscure anyway, unless you're a Clone Wars fan. Um, but I Anyway, so <laughs> we we have like we, we're really getting in back into the Mandalorian stuff, and so they're kind of refocusing and making Sabine a main character, and she was a big part of the series. But it was almost like a whole, and it's still going to be a whole team thing. Oh yeah. But I think they're just making sure that you know the focus is on these two this season, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and I mean. Uh one, I was talking to one guy right after the panel. Mm-hmm. Me and Miles ran over to the Delray Books panel, which I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be talking about that here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking to some people in line that were also in there, and they speculate. One of them speculated, "What if this is post Return of the Jedi? Hera like telling a story to the next generation mm-hmm. about her crew and their story. Like like this entire show." Was flashback mm-hmm. like that? I, I think that's an interesting, very interesting idea, and like the way it's worded, I could definitely see that. I know that doesn't really impact the plot that yeah. much, but it's still very interesting to think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so okay, Hera, Chopper, Rex most likely live, right? Yes. Um, Sabine, I could easily see her living. Yeah, she'll she'll go back to Mandalore. Um, and we know the Mandalorians aren't, as far as we know, aren't very involved in the Galactic Civil War with the exactly. Empire because uh, they've got their own issues. Mm-hmm. Um, do you okay? Do you, side note: Do you think Sabine ends up being there because no? Okay, all right, we'll leave it there uh, uh, because we saw something in the trailer. Yeah, uh, a certain different Mandalorian holding the dark saber above her head and everyone else bowing to her. Okay. It was um, just a glimpse, but all right. I got it. Um, so, we have um, Sabine can easily live. We'll see, but she could easily live. Uh, Kanan, I think Kanan's dead. He's got to go. Yeah. Uh, well. Right? Yes. Yeah. W- what else would happen to him? Um, I mean, he, he is okay, okay. Je- a the, Jedi. Def- like, he, he is definitely he a Jedi. He and Ezra, I, I heard this uh, the same conversation I was having with these other guys, because I was saying, they got to die. And one of them said, well... Everything in canon right now is pointing towards uh, the unknown regions, wild space, mm-hmm. um, like at the very edges of the galaxy. Uh, that's been in Thrawn. It's been in um, – It's that's what's leading into The Force Awakens. That's where <laughs> Snoke is from, if you don't know that. Uh, he's from unknown space. They found him out there. Palpatine had this whole contingency plan to go and seek out that because he thought that's where the dark side originated from. And maybe the entire force. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles is just giving a surprised look. He didn't know this. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, um, uh, and someone said that they might 
learn of this some threat in the unknown regions, which um, has been mentioned in different media that I'm not going to name yet because I'm going to talk about that later and I'm okay. going to give it some time so it's not super spoilery. Right. Um, and I, I think it's very possible that this could be they – could, they could go into the unknown regions to try to stop this threat, to mm-hmm. fight this threat. And uh, that threat might be Snoke. It might be something else. But we've seen that already in Legends. Uh, in Legends, there was outbound flight that um, several Jedi Masters went out to explore the unknown regions and never returned. Um, we know why. I'm not going to get into that because I have other things I need to talk about. And <laughs> I'm going to talk about that more late in a different video later that right. I will announce later. Okay. And um, But yeah, I think that's a viable way to get rid of them. Like they go out into the unknown regions, and that could lead to more content, like com- com- thinking, comic sort of stuff. But that would also keep them out of the out of our hair. They wouldn't be con- like in existence. I, anymore, see, basically. okay, I can see that for Ezra because Ezra is the big one of the <clears throat> bigger mysteries to me. I don't know where they're going with Ezra. Yeah, he might not consider himself a Jedi. But Kanan, I just he, we we've gotten definitely hinted at in the trailer that him and Hera are you know be together, right? Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> heavy into they, that. They they don't like. There's no reason for him to leave because we know Hera lives. So if he leaves, it doesn't make any sense. But except for that one quote, this is why we are Jedi. I, I just I don't see him leaving. I I personally I know, don't. I know. I think I'm just throw, I, I I too think that the best option for Kanan is to die. But I'm throwing out that other okay. option is Fair viable. Enough. Um, and then he can't Ze- he can't be in the main galaxy. That's for dang Z- sure. Zeb, we thought Zeb was going to die last season. So you're still thinking he's dead? Yeah, I still think he's dead. Yeah. He's one of the last Lasat. They got to kill him off. Yeah, make it a tragedy. <laughs> and then like Callus Ka- can be all upset about it. Yeah, Callus looked awesome. In Dude, the he's got a whole new look. I know. <laughs> what, what are they called now? Hot Callus. Hot Callus got the displaced hair yeah. and all that. Like I just made such a big uh, difference. Apparently, people were like. <laughs> There's tons of fan fiction already for that, and I'm just like, all right, I didn't know about this. I don't want to know. Yeah, they they think that might have been started from inside the studio, though, because that was an in-studio joke at first. But anyway. All right. Um, Is there anything else from Rebels? Oh, Uh, yeah, we got to see the the first episode of the season. uh, Well, also, there was another big uh, announcement. Uh, Oh, uh, yes. uh, Let's talk about that. Warwick Davis is in it now. Yes. He's going to be voicing Rook, uh, who I'm so excited for, who is a... Part of an alien race called the Nogri, who are, were sworn to the Empire in Legends and literally worshipped Vader, which is, I mean, who, how can you not? <laughs> but um, <laughs> but the Rook was Thrawn's personal bodyguard, um, and has a very interesting story. Uh, that I can I can I tell you tell you all tell, say what I told you guys in the panel. Sure. I mean, it's been out for twenty years. <laughs> I know we try not to go. We we, we try not to use that excuse and spoil it. But <laughs> in Legends, Rook was the one that killed Thrawn. When the truth came out that the Empire had been deceiving his entire race for like decades and decades into think into thinking that they should be servants of the Empire, um, Rook bided his time because the rebels were incapable of overcoming him. Mm-hmm. And literally stabbed his spear through Thrawn's back. And, yeah. Thr- and Thrawn was satisfied with that death. He just looked down and he went, like, said something. Like, I don't remember exactly, but I think he, it was like something to the effect of fascinating. And then died. <laughs> um, so, 
Yeah, I, and who knows if that's the direction they're going in the show? Yeah, they, I don't know. But we they saw some set it up at all. So we that's saw some awesome fighting of Rook though. Like he yeah. he like freaking like grabbed somebody with his legs, threw him over his head, and like it was just. Yeah. If they go in that direction, <laughs> they're going to have to really set him up as a character this season. Yeah. Um. And again, they don't have too much time. They have one season. Um. So, yeah. So that that was announced. And all right. Briefly, because I don't want to do this song and dance again. We've talked about this before. Ahsoka. They, uh, Dave Filoni came out wearing, and when he was on the panel, he wore an Ahsoka, he wore a shirt that said Ahsoka lives and had a question mark. Then, after the trailer was shown, he came out and he had changed it so it was an exclamation point. So it said Ahsoka lives, like as a statement. Now. As an exclamation. As an exclamation, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, what do you take? What do you take away from this? Some people are saying, okay, because he never verbally acknowledges the shirt whatsoever. Not a single word about it. He just um, grinned when everybody started yes. cheering. Um, and the one thing um, that leads to my theory, and I believe your theory as well, he did say that he was not done with Lucasfilm animation. He no. said, that's, this is, Rebels being over does not mean, like, he's going to continue on with Luke's film animation. So, do you take this, like, a lot of people are taking it, like, Ahsoka's going to be back in Rebels, she didn't die, all this different stuff. There was nothing pointed to that in the trailer. And I think that was, there would be way too much explaining that would need to happen during this season if she was to be back in Rebels mm-hmm. for that to be the case. Um I think, like you, that this is, uh, we've discussed this, Yeah, that that was a reference to another thing that he's working on. Like, uh, we have the Ahsoka novel, which is really good, but it's over a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about that very much, honestly. Uh, uh, anyway, um, but this might be telling her story between the Clone Wars and we see, when we see her here in Rebels, mm-hmm. which would be very interesting. I think that would be a good... Series. It wouldn't be yeah. very long, maybe one, two seasons max, mm-hmm. I think. But, um, yeah, I think that's more of a statement of that. Now, mm-hmm. I, I did hear um, some stuff of, uh, some talk of um, when in the trailer we hear Kanan say, this is why we became Jedi. Um, mentioned that that... He might he might not have been talking to Ezra at that period at that point. He may or I think actually no Ezra probably I think Ezra said that or no mm-hmm. did, no Kanan did say that. I don't know. He might not have been speaking to Ezra, but instead speaking to Ahsoka because Ezra is not a full blown Jedi. Um, which I mean, okay, yeah, that would be an interesting twist, but I think there's still way too much explanation, and we need to end this trend. Of bringing people back. As much fun and as much payoff as there was with Maul. We gotta stop. We, sorry, Samuel L. Jackson, but Mace Windu is dead. No matter how many videos you put out there, he's dead. Um, yeah, so I, I'm definitely on the same page with you. I've never understood this whole Ahsoka's Alive thing. Um, I get people's arguments, like, why didn't they show it? They should have shown it. We also have to keep in mind this is a Disney XD show, and they're not going to flat-out murder one of their main protagonists on the show by Vader. Um, like they're not going to show all of that. and They heavily implied it, so it's that works for me. Um, but I get that argument. Anyway, um, 
I could definitely see it being a new series or an animated film or something like that. Um, Ooh, that yeah, that, I think that would be the best option as an animated yeah. film. The, but the one thing, they, they know, they know, Lucasfilm knows that people want more Ahsoka. And that's the one thing that, that's the reason I don't think it's just, a, oh, she's coming back on Rebels for the last season. They want to milk more out of this Ahsoka thing. And I think they will do that because <laughs> we were in the Marvel Comics panel. And um, they started, like, they did this thing where they tried to whittle it down. Like, they asked the audience, like, what era would you want? What Like, they wanted to figure out what character people wanted a comic of. And they started with, like, what era do you want them from? And people were just yelling Ahsoka the whole time. And, and, and of course, Bob was yelling Jar Jar. Um, but people were yelling Ahsoka the whole time. And then he kept going through his questions. He was like, just don't say a name. Just keep playing our game. And then, but like, he, he didn't even get to when he started asking about people yet, but he was like, is this all just leading to Ahsoka? And everybody cheered. And he was like, just, he gave up. So I, I would have been cheering Revan or Bane, but people want Ahsoka content. And I think they are aware of that. And that's why I think we're going to continue going in that direction. Um, so we did, we did see an episode of rebels. We won't talk about it, but it was pretty cool, right? It was really good. It's part yeah. one of two, yep. so it, we still... It's not like it gave us a whole lot of information. Kind of left us on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, almost. I feel like it, it, <laughs> it hurt more to watch that and have to wait, like, how long? Yeah. Like, all through the summer or something like that? Yeah, it comes out in fall, so... In yeah, the fall. so <laughs> that's going to hurt a little bit more, yeah. but we'll wait and talk more about that when it actually airs. Yep. So, all right. Let's... Move on. Um, this is where you're pretty much going to take it. You got a lot of book information and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I went to the uh, Del Rey panel right after Rebels, um, and that was really cool. Not a whole lot of new information there, uh, except just like hearing from the authors um, in universe right now. Not all of them, of course, but we heard from Timothy Zahn, who wrote the original Thrawn trilogy, as well as the new Thrawn book. Um, Heard from uh, Delilah S. Dawson, who is writing the Captain Phasma novel, and she confirmed during that that it is a um, it is a backstory to Captain Phasma. She said that her favorite stories to write are about very very violent women, mm -hmm. and she made a very good point. You mentioned her, uh, Phasma's look earlier. She made a very good point of like we'll probably learn how she gets that armor, and uh, she said, you know, the thing about her hel her armor and helmet is. It's reflective. So when she kills you, you have to watch yourself die. And I was like, oh my gosh, if that's a, this is going to be a good book. This is going to be not a children's book. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one thing I got from the Lucasfilm Writers Roundtable that I went to, um, they also said that you will find out how Phasma got off of Starkiller Base. So. That, uh, that's something that they also had mentioned um, as well. So I think they're going to go a lot. lot yeah, that was, there were a lot of questions about that. So they're going to go into some more detail about that, as I understand, with her uh, comic line as okay. well, her little mini series. I yeah. believe it's like something about like Escape from Starkiller Base or something uh -huh. like that. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, we've heard a lot about um, just everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, not like I said, not, not a whole lot of new information, but like guys, these authors. Uh, that are making all this great content. They're they're fans, just like us. Mm -hmm. uh, they just happen to be talented in a very different way that is going to contribute so much to the universe. And um, 
Yeah, it's. I'm very excited for what they're putting out. Uh, we're getting Inferno Squad, which is going to be about mm-hmm. an elite bunch of stormtroopers. Um, like basically the Navy SEAL equivalent is what uh, Christy yeah. Golden called them, uh, who is the author of the book, um, that were made specifically in response to the destruction of the first Death Star to make sure nothing like that ever happens again. And uh, Carlos informed me because of the Battlefront panel that that is who you will be playing as. You will be playing as Inferno Squad after the destruction of the second Death Star um, in Battlefront 2. In the yep. career mode. Specifically as Aiden Verdios, I think. I couldn't catch the last name. It really struggled with it. But it's Aiden is definitely her first name. Um, she is the leader of Inferno Squadron. So, yeah. We'll, so, I'll talk about that in when we talk about Battlefront. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, oh, we, can probably, we can pro- probably transition to that. But All I'm right. just going to say, read. I'm, go- I'm really looking forward to that book as well. Uh, getting a new perspective where the Empire are the protagonists is always fun. Uh, Christy um, said... That some of her favorite stories to write are uh, why do good people do bad things? Mm-hmm. So I think this will be a very interesting read, and especially if you read it before you play Battlefront. Oh, ooh, I know, right? Buy it on Audible, so you can just listen to it. That'll be, that if you're not a reader, um, <laughs> uh, but that'll probably make the video game all all the more better. Yeah, um, and let me talk about Battlefront a little bit. That yeah. was a very good panel as well. They talked about. Um, the story mode is what they were focusing on. And this is, again, I think Lucasfilm being somewhat aware. They're aware of what people didn't like about or what people didn't like about the content they've putting out, been putting out. I mentioned that with, they're aware with Phas, that people wanted more Phasma and they're giving more Phasma. And now they're very aware that people were upset that there was no story mode in or no campaign in Battlefront. We're getting a campaign. And not only that, because I was thinking, like, all right, they'll give up a campaign. It'll be some basic kind of thing, right? It'll be, you'll be um, a rebel or something like that. Or if they put it in prequel era, you'll be a clone or something like that, right? That's what I was thinking. But what I really like about this is that they're kind of, they're being a little ballsy. They're going, not, not only are they giving you a, a campaign, but you're going to be fighting on the Empire's side. You're going to be playing on the Empire. This is going to be told from the Empire's perspective. In the trailer that they showed, which they released as well. There's a freaking Imperial Raider, which is an amazing <clears throat> ship. I'm just going to say that right now. Okay. In the trailer that they released, um, <laughs> you see, that because it takes place um, right after Return of the Jedi is where it starts. Or, I guess, during Return of the Jedi, technically. No. Um, when the Death Star, the second Death Star, explodes... Um, Aiden takes her helmet off, looks up to the sky, and the her Inferno Squadron's behind her, and they go, what do we do now? And she basically says, we're going to get revenge. Uh, and it's like, oh, because um, that one thing they specifically talked about was how whenever, any, whenever the Death Star explodes or something, uh, the Empire's weapon explodes in the movies, it's always told, it's always viewed from the perspective of, like a victory, like this is a great victory. But what if it was viewed? What if it was from the perspective of this is a tragedy? We lost. It's great loss. I had friends on that desk. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that that was, and they were really focusing in on that. And I think it was very calculated. They were focusing in on the campaign and um, just the unique perspective of the campaign. Um, 
So, yeah, I was very excited about that. They also kind of mentioned that it was going to go up to The Force Awakens, which is a long time period to span. But I was that sounds pretty cool to me. I'm, I'm um, you're going to be able to play as uh, heroes during the campaign, right? Like yes. Luke and Kylo especially? You will be able to play as Luke and Kylo, or two that they mentioned specifically <clears throat> as people you could play as during the campaign. Um, you can, during multiplayer, they're adding um, heroes from every era. Now, if it'll be DLC or not, is yet to be seen. Um, but to real quick go back to Aiden, she's going to be the main character. Her father was an admiral um, in the Empire. Um, mm-hmm. And she's from Vardos, I think, is the name of the planet. And they are a Empire-supporting planet. They're not an Empire-occupied planet. They are f- in full support of the Empire. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, that, that, those are all the things from the campaign. Multiplayer, they're reintroducing classes. Um, you'll also be able to upgrade your heroes, and they mentioned that you could upgrade your um, just reg- your regular characters or whatever so that they could ultimately stand a chance against heroes. Um, so that's pretty cool because I know you just, heroes basically just mow through everybody in Battlefront, the, the regular one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, different ships with different classes as well. And then the last thing I'll mention from this, uh, oh, obviously it's going to be released November 17th, but I'm pretty sure we already knew that. Um, there were audible boos in the room when they mentioned pre-ordering and getting DLC. Yeah, can I go ahead and go on a personal tirade about this? <laughs> go for it. Pre-ordering a game. I've done it. We all have, if you are a gamer, most likely. Because it's just easier a lot of times. <clears throat> but don't do it. Resist. Because if you do that, then you don't hold the company that makes the game accountable. And as excited as I am for this game... Uh, EA is the worst about making half a game and making you pay for the other half again. So, guys, resist that. I want to try. We all want to try to see a full game come out here and uh, throughout. And I'm not saying that that's actually going to happen with this game. You probably, unfortunately, will have to buy DLC to get everything in the game. Uh, but. Try to resist pre-ordering, please. I know I'm going to. It's going to be hard because it just looks so good already, and I just want it now. But um, yeah, just we nobody likes that. So yeah, when yeah when they said that they're like, if you pre-order, you can get the um, Last Jedi stuff. There, it's just a new skin on your character. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah, so they were talking about all that, and like you can get a new ship, and it's it's a tie, it's an um, first order tie. Yeah, so same ship, different skin. Um, So there was all this, and people started booing, and he was like, no, 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 you'll like this, and and because you get it for free if you pre-order or something like that, but the thing is, I think people are tired of all this DLC nonsense and how you you have to pay to get the full game. It's ridiculous. And we're tired of being told what we what we <clears throat> like and what yeah. we want. That's what the game companies have been doing lately, and it's just not fair to the player. Mm-hmm. But um, do you have anything else from canon stuff that you um, learned from this week? Canon stuff. Um, the <clears throat> let's see, we got crate. Is the one of the planets that we're going to be going to mm-hmm. in the Last Jedi? I think that that might be where crate dragons are from. We have yet to see one in uh, on screen 
at any time in anything, but they are, Crate Dragons are canon. They live on Tatooine, we knew, but, I mean, it makes sense for them to be from Crate. Uh, that's a mineral-rich world as well. Um, final canon thing is that uh, there is currently a planet in the canon somewhere that we is more obscure, that is on the Galactic Star Maps, if you pull it up right now, that is going to be turned into a Disney park. It's being built right now. We don't know what it's going to be, but except that it's kind of on the fringes. There is both a First Order and Resistance presence there, a lot of smugglers and pirates, and that is going to be a Disney park for you to go to in 2019 um, that's being made, built by the set and art designers for the movies. So you're going to be walking around a 14-acre park that is just you stepping into Star Wars with droids and characters that are in character. You can choose sides, whether you go with smugglers or resistance or first order, and apparently your decisions that you make in the park matter. <laughs> like, think, people will come after you. It's Westworld, guys. Westworld in a Disney park. Like, I just can't believe it. <laughs> but, it and, and, sounds and it's awesome. Every, and, like, maybe your strict decisions that uh, happen there aren't going to be canon, but everything that's going to be there is going to be canon. So a canon park for you to walk around and be involved in is just too good to be true, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, last thing I'll talk about is the comics, the Marvel Comics panel. Um, I'm not, I'm not keeping up with the comics. You are somewhat, um, uh, yeah. Uh, especially with like Vader, the <clears throat> Vader series and Dr. Afro. Yeah. And cause I know, I know some of the Vader stuff because you've told me and I've read some of the things that you've shown me. Um, but so that's actually what ended up standing out to me, um, is the Vader series. And they also talked about something called Screaming Citadel, which sounded interesting. Um, they talked about the Phasma series, how she escapes from Starkiller Base, all that. Um, Rogue One comic adaptation, which I believe they've already started, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but the Vader series. The Vader series, they said it starts one second, new Vader series starts one second after Revenge of the Sith. Like, as soon as we, he says the no, that's when it starts. Um, and she specifically said they're writing it like a horror movie. Like, and that sounds awesome. Um, they're writing it like a horror movie. And it, it was also described two separate times. Once as Vader going on a bender, and the other time as Vader going on a murder spree. So yeah. that sounds insane. And um, they will be introducing some new Jedi because Vader's going killing Jedi. So that makes sense. And then also, this is something that Jesse and I'm sure some other people will recognize, is uh, Mr. Bones yes. is going to be yes. in Poe Dameron number 13. Poe Dameron, uh, po Dameron. Uh, Bones is a fantastic character. Um, from what, what book is that from? He is from the Aftermath series. He's okay. a reprogrammed B-1 battle droid, so like one of the Roger Roger guys, mm -hmm. that um, is a bodyguard to Snap Wexley. Uh, he was an X-Wing pilot in The Force Awakens. Uh and he is he's built by Snap and it's he's just hilarious. He is completely psychotic and loves murder. Uh specifically well, of anyone, but he it's mostly of stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah. Um I do have one more thing as well that I okay. just remembered. Uh there's a book coming out later this year called From a Certain Point of View, which I'm very interested in. Uh written by many, many, many authors full of short stories. That if you read them all in order in the book, will tell you the story of A New Hope. 
from the perspective of background characters. Which so it's like I, powerless on NBC, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it sounds super interesting to me to hear that story from other points of view that we, yeah. uh, like just somebody in the cantina sees Greedo get shot and an arm chopped off, and they're like, "What the heck is going on today?" Or they might just be like, "Oh, another day in uh, in uh, oh god, I don't remember the cantina owner's name." I don't know. Starts with a C H. Oh gosh, I'm failing. Um, it's right. don't fire me. Um. Finally, the last thing I will mention is something that they specifically mentioned in the Marvel Comics panel. Chalman's Cantina. Okay. <laughs> something they specifically <laughs> mentioned in the Marvel Comics panel is episode, or not episode, geez. Um, issue 14 of the Poe Dameron series will be a Carrie Fisher tribute. And they said that you do not need to have read the rest of Poe Dameron or know what's going on in that to appreciate it. So they... Um, Definitely, and we're encouraging people to check that issue out because it's going to be a Carrie Fisher slash Leia tribute. So I would highly recommend that as well. I'm probably going to get it, to be honest, just to see what it's about. So, all right. That is it, basically. Yeah, um, we need to run soon to go see Mark Hamill. Yes, we still have. <laughs> we're recording this on the last day of celebration. There's still a Mark Hamill panel and then the closing ceremony. So we're going to be doing a lot. Um, still today, and then hopefully getting some Cuban food, and it'll be a great time. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this episode. Um, we will be back on Wednesday, and we will be reviewing, finally, The Fate of the Furious. Um, yeah, it's uh, it should be... Well, we should be reviewing. Maybe we'll... Eh, I don't, maybe we might have to push that episode back, so don't quote me on the Wednesday thing, because I don't know when I'm actually going to be able to see Fate of the Furious. That is a great question that I just thought of. Anyway, so we'll be back sometime this week to review Fate of the Furious, and we'll probably have a guest on for that episode as well. So be looking forward to that. And again, go back and check out our YouTube channel, Facebook page, all this different stuff. We've got tons of content up from this past weekend, so be sure to check that out. Thank you guys for joining us. Jesse, thanks for joining me. Oh, Where yeah. can people find you on social media? You can find me on, uh, on Twitter, at Colonel Swink, or uh, email me your Star Wars questions or suggestions for videos or further content uh, at jesse.swink at screenfellows.com. All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. And again, make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all over the place. Be sure to check it out. All right, guys, this is Screenfellows. Help me